With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, welcome into the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast presented by Reality Sports Online. My name is Kyle Yates and I am your host. I'm joined, of course, by Ray Garvin. Ray, we've got the FF Fit Club going on on Twitter. Hashtag it, people just working out. It's been a ton of fun to see everyone getting that inspiration going. I did a leg workout today, man. Um, (laughs) I can already tell that I'm 100% not going to be able to walk tomorrow. Like even earlier today, I took took a first step down the stairs and was like, well, let's see if I can make it down <laughs> either on my own volition or by gravity. Uh, but yeah, man, it <laughs> felt good to get uh, get back working out. How are you doing, man? Yeah, man. And that's how you know you did it right, man. Uh, you're sore. You're feeling good. But I'll just say to you and to everybody out there who sort of joined into this movement, continue to go, continue to go. Um, don't worry about anybody else but yourself. Your only competition. You're only trying to be as better, uh, you know, better than your your previous rep. Like that's all you're trying to do. So uh, kudos to you, Yates, for for joining FF Fit Club and myself and everybody else listening. It's just all about uh, just physical and mental health, man. So that's awesome. I'm doing well tonight, brother. Good, good. Well, hey, before we get into a super fun, super flex rookie mock draft that we're going to be doing here on the show today, I've got to at least just mention that you can find Ray on Twitter at RayGQ. I can be found on Twitter as well at KyleYNFL. But also I need to tell you guys that you should be watching this video right now, this podcast over on YouTube. Exclusive content is being put up there all the time, uh, live streams, quick hitting videos that we do, and then also our NFL draft night coverage. Last year, that vi- that live stream that we did had 88,000 total views. We had people hanging out with us all night saying that they were loving watching this over like ESPN and NFL Network and all this. It was just a ton of fun that we were able to do. We're going to do it again this year. So make sure that you head over to youtube.com slash fantasy pros and make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all of our content over there. We would love to see you. And additionally too, we've been telling you guys recently on this podcast about the draft simulator over at fantasypros.com. And we're telling you about it because it is an amazing tool. We're going to keep hammering this home until we see just every single viewer, every single listener head over there, take a break from work, 
you want you're taking a break right now. You're listening to this in the background. Doesn't matter. Take a quick break. Make sure that you're spending that break by running through a mock draft over at fantasypros.com. It's extremely fast. You can do a startup mock draft in 10 to 15 minutes. You can do a dynasty rookie draft even quicker than that. It's ex- it's free, costs nothing to use, and it has dynasty startup and dynasty rookie mock draft uh, capabilities as well. So that is over at fantasypros.com slash draft wizard. Again, make sure to go over to fantasypros.com slash draft wizard to get your mock drafts in. All right, Ray. So we've got the Superflex rookie mock that we're going to be running through here in just a little bit, but I did want to take a second because today was Florida's and LSU's pro days. And obviously when you're looking at Florida and LSU, you've got two top tier prospects in this upcoming draft class that we've spent plenty of time talking about. Kyle Pitts, obviously the tight end out of Florida, and then Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU. Now there are some other guys, of course, but yet I wanted to talk about these two players specifically, and then just kind of open the floor for us to talk about pro days in general. Kyle Pitts, man, 6'5", 245 pounds, runs a 4 40-yard dash, has a 10-9 broad jump, only a 33-and-a-half-inch vert, which was a little shocking, but it doesn't really matter because he's coming with an 83 and three H inch arm span, like wingspan. This is just crazy what this guy, like I don't understand what he's made up of and why it's so drastically different than me. So (laughs) Kyle Pitts here, just a freak athlete put together a show. Man, was this what you expected from Pitts and did, you know, this just validate he has got to go top five regardless of his position. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've been pounding the table for Kyle Pitts for two years now. I, I wasn't yeah. shocked one bit. You won't see one reactionary besides like, yeah, he's moving. He's fast. He's athletic. He's huge. Uh, th- nothing nothing shocked me. Um, he had posted a video a couple of weeks ago where he ran a 4-4-6, and everybody on Twitter thought it was bogus, it was made up, that he wasn't that fast. Yeah. So nope. for him to go out there today and confirm that, I mean, I'll just say this. Uh, he should be a top five he's a top three talent i don't know if if i'm the cincinnati Bengals, am i passing on penny sewell at left tackle for for kyle pitts uh, but i you can't argue him being in consideration for a top five pick i just don't know i don't know if you can do that in the nfl i don't i just don't know if that's a winning formula to take a player that isn't utilized like that that high that's just my personal opinion but for fantasy man he's gonna be awesome Oh yeah, completely. Let's talk about Jamar Chase. Measures in at or checks in at six foot flat, two hundred and one pounds. Runs a four three eight forty yard dash, eleven foot broad jump, and a forty one inch vert. This is just crazy for a, a player who <laughs> we haven't seen on the field for over a year. And yes, we knew that he was going to be athletic, of course, based on his tape. But yeah, I this is crazy. These are crazy numbers for him, man. So is this four three eight? Did you see that on tape? Because I don't know if I saw four three eight. I know he's fast. I know he can move, but I didn't see four three eight necessarily. No, I didn't th- see four three eight. I don't think <laughs> most many people saw four three eight. And to be honest with you, it really doesn't matter. I. It, Everybody at LSU's Pro Day today, literally all of them ran 4 Literally threes. all of them. All yep. the receivers ran 4-3 and below. The, the point is, he's athletic, he's explosive, he's put together, he's built, and he's good. Like, the 4-3-8, no, I didn't expect it. I low-key, high-key, don't really believe it, but I know he's fast enough. Like, he's he's great, man. He's a great wide receiver prospect. You know, I, I, I thought, based on some of the pictures that I saw, that he'd be a little heavier, 
Um, but I mean, he's just an, he's 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 phenomenal, man. Yeah, I think it, it carries to an overall you know, over overarching conversation of pro days in general and how to balance that with the numbers that we're seeing this year versus previous years and the combine and all this stuff. Cause again, there is no combine, right? The pro days are notorious for inflating these numbers. So regardless, I think it's just trying to put these guys in buckets, right? Just being able to say like, this is not, you know, hard and fast what this player is, but yes, it, yet it at least puts them in this bucket where we know you're not lucking into a four, three, eight. You know, if anything, your lowest of that is like a four, four, six, right? Like in that's kind of that range. So for Jamar Chase, this cements, in my opinion, this cements him as the number one wide receiver off the board for him to be that athletic based on everything that we've seen. He spent the entire last year training, training his butt off to be able to run as well as he did and test as well as he did. So I'm really excited for Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft and most likely in your Rookie mock drafts, speaking of which, let's get into that, Ray. We're doing a Superflex rookie mock draft, which again, if you are unfamiliar with the format, Superflex is you have your one quarterback, but then you have a Superflex position where you are able to start a running back, wide receiver, tight end, or quarterback. Most people are choosing to start another quarterback there. So what this does is it inflates the value, or some would argue just puts the value of quarterback right where it should be, and brings the value of quarterback up to the top here. So you're going to see if you've been playing in one QB formats for a long time, you're going to be surprised by how well the, or how this uh, mock draft plays out. But let's get right into it, Ray. I'm going to give you the number one overall pick. Again, super flex league here. We're not doing one round. We're doing two rounds. We're taking a little break from our final evaluations, final position breakdowns to give you that two round mock draft. And then uh, we'll continue the wide receiver discussion here coming up next week. So let's get into the Superflex rookie mock draft. Number one overall, Ray, who are you taking here? I, has it changed at all for you? I really am upset that you gave me the one-on-one because I prefer the 102. But <laughs> just based on where I think this player may land, I'm going to take Justin Fields at 101 okay. in okay. Superflex. I'm going Justin Fields. I know he's taking a lot of heat, a lot of slack right now, and I don't understand it. He's phenomenal. He's great. He's good. Rushing, throwing. I want Justin Fields, whether he lands in San Francisco, Atlanta, or the Carolina Panthers. I want Fields, man. All right. So let's talk about this because people, you know, people have it cemented into their minds. Like they cannot physically move off of this perception that Trevor Lawrence is the number one pick, regardless of format, regardless of whatever. He's going 101 across the board. So you taking Justin Fields here, break that down a little bit. Why did you move away from Trevor Lawrence, who has great mobility himself? He can carry, you know, that fantasy value that I don't know to the same level, but he can still be extremely valuable on the ground. Why'd you pivot here from Justin Fields or from Trevor Lawrence to Justin Fields? So for me, the reality is both of them are extremely close, extremely close in my rankings. Like wake up one day, pick Fields, Lawrence. Um, But right now we know Lawrence is, is cemented to Jacksonville. And I just think that Justin Fields, for fantasy purposes, like the dual threat capability that he has, Trevor Lawrence, yes, is athletic, he's mobile, he can move, but Justin Fields is a true dual threat, you know, Konami co-type quarterback. And if he lands on a team like San Francisco or Carolina or Atlanta, I just, uh, I think the sky is the absolute limit for Justin Fields. And I know he's taking a lot of heat. A lot of it for which I have no understanding why, you know, I don't get it. But that is why for fantasy football scoring purposes, I think Justin Fields 
could be on par, if not better than Trevor Lawrence. All right, man. I like it. Well, that makes my selection here at the 102 a little bit easier. I will take Trevor Lawrence here because I do think that, you know, Justin Fields, I'm I'm not hating on your selection there whatsoever. I think the gap between these guys is a lot closer than a lot of analysts want to talk about or admit. I don't understand. I really don't understand the Justin Field Justin Fields hate as well. So I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence here at the 102. You let him slide here a little bit. I'm going to end that slide. It's just one pick. So uh, Trevor Lawrence here, 102 goes off the board. Now you're back up here at the 103. Yeah, and I'm doing this based off of how I think this should play out. This has nothing to do with me trying to build a team right here. But at 103, I'm taking Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. He's RB1 by a wide margin for me. Uh, Just incredible three-down threat. Uh, I know there's a lot of love for some other quarterbacks and some other running backs and wide receivers. But if I'm here at 103 and Fields and Lawrence are off of the board, um, I'm going to go with Najee Harris running back out of Alabama. The the gap between Harris and Etienne and Williams, I think we're going to see that play out on draft night. I think we're going to see Najee Harris go in the first round. I think that we're going to have to wait a little bit before we see Javante Williams and, uh, and Travis Etienne go off the board. I, I still think that it's going to be in the second round, but yet I do think that we're going to wait a little bit because Najee Harris is just that talented. So yeah, I love the pick here, uh, especially in a super flex. You're going off the off the uh, the path here just a little bit, but you're getting value, right? You're soaking up that value here at the 103. So uh, for me at the 104, I will stick with the quarterback again, talking about how inflated that value is for at the quarterback position. I'm going to go with Trey Lance, and this is leaning into my personal rankings here. I do have Lance above Zach Wilson, And, you know, you talked about Justin Fields, if he ends up in Carolina, if he ends up at number three overall to San Francisco. Well, at this point, what happens if they the 49ers moved up to number three overall to take Trey Lance, who I think is just an absolute like dream fit for this scheme and and working with Kyle Shanahan. So, you know, right now we're playing this out as if it is happening, you know, we have to take these guys without knowing the landing spots. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of a discount here with Trey Lance at the 104, because what happens if he does end up in San Francisco? I think you're the lowest you're going to get him. The cheapest you're going to get him is the 102. So Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State, I will take here at the 104. Yeah, and it'd be fun to redo this after we get some landing spots because the reason I took Fields is projecting him potentially to be in San right. Francisco. Had that you know not come to fruition, it may have been Trey Lance. But right here at the 105, I'm going to take a player that I believe will be the dynasty tight end one, not this upcoming season, but in 2022. And I'm going to go ahead and get that positional difference maker, that Travis Kelsey-like effect. Again, scouting with anticipation. I'm going Kyle Pitts at 105. Again, another... This draft is so weird because normally in Superflex, you wouldn't dare think about taking a tight end over a quarterback, especially two quarterbacks that could be first round picks. Well, that will be first round picks, but I just believe Kyle Pitts has absolute game changing ability. He's unlike anything we've ever seen coming to the NFL at the tight end position. So I'm going to take that here at the 105. I'm going to put this on you right now. Kyle Pitts is the tight end what right now in dynasty rankings we don't he's know his my, landing spot yeah i got you tight he's tight end four and closer to tight end three than there he is tight go. end five Woo-hoo. okay yep. i think i think he's in that range i don't know if i'm going all the way up to four because i mean who's who's above him you got kelsey kittle and then waller waller, waller. yeah that's it yeah that, that is it that is it and waller I mean, based on his age, he's just great. Like, he's just into his prime, so I can't put Pitts over Waller. But I want him over Andrews. I want him over Hawkinson, Fant, Smith, Goddard. Like, there's nobody else 
one for one. I would tra- There's no way on earth I would trade Kyle Pitts for TJ Hawkinson straight up or Kyle Pitts oh, for right, Mark right, Andrews. Right. Like I, I want Kyle Pitts. So therefore, process of elimination, there are only three tight ends I think I'd prefer over him in Dynasty right now. That is a really good way of looking at it where you say, okay, well, if someone comes and offers me, which they're not, but you know, if someone comes and offers me TJ Hawkinson for the 106, which I think is going to become, or the, you know, the 105 is going to become Kyle Pitts. Well, which one do I want? Yeah. I don't want TJ Hawkinson. I want that. <laughs> I want that rookie pick, right? That's right. And that could eventually turn into Kyle Pitts. And so, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. Uh, for me here at the 106, I am going to let a quarterback slide here a little bit and we'll talk about him when he does go off the board, but I'm going to take the wide receiver here that we just finished talking about, uh, going back to back with the guys that we just started kicked off the show with in the pro day segment. there, talking about Jamar chase wide receiver out of LSU, big, big fan of his game. He's wide receiver one for me. The pro day cemented that not moving off of it, even though I do think that Jalen Waddle and Devonte Smith, who of course will, will go off the board here later on in this, in this mock, they're great players. They can absolutely make an impact in the NFL. Jamar Chase has wide receiver one for an NFL team written all over him. And he has potential to be a wide receiver one in dynasty sooner than later. So I will take Jamar Chase here at the 106. Yeah, like the pick. Can't argue that. I have him uh, tied uh, at my wide receiver one spot with the player that I'm going to take right here at the 107. And that is Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. The Slim Reaper, Smitty. Uh, he's just so smooth. He did not test at pro day, but we did get to see him run some routes. And I mean, honestly, he looks just like a gazelle out there. He eats up so much ground with every step and it's smooth. It's fluid. Uh, You know, I I think he's got, he's going to be a wide receiver one for whatever NFL team drafts him. I think he's the best wide receiver that's come out of Alabama since Amari Cooper. Uh, This is, I'm excited about Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith. If you told me I end up with one of those guys in my super flex rookie draft. Uh, these two for me are the two, like they're almost in a tier of their own for me in these wide receiver, in this wide receiver class. So uh, I'm happy to get Smith here at one Oh seven. It's hard to fault you for taking Devonte Smith here at the one Oh seven, extremely talented player. You laid that out perfectly. So before we keep moving with today's episode, I want to take a second to tell you all about reality sports online. By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Do you think it sounds complicated though? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code FANTASYPROS to receive a 10% discount on your team or league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. I am going to end the the uh, the fall here for another quarterback that is most likely all signs pointing to him going number two overall in the NFL draft. That is Zach Wilson out of BYU. Now, I think we're in agreement here that we're not the biggest Zach Wilson guys as far as fans, right? Like, I like his game, but yet there is right. a lot of projection for him to be talked about 
above Justin Fields, above a Trey Lance who, and let me talk about, because people are going to point to and say, well, you just took Trey Lance at the 104, which is as much of a projection as Zach Wilson. Well, yes and no, but because Trey Lance in 2019, his tape that I saw, regardless of the competition, that translates. Like I've seen him perform at an extremely high level. Zach Wilson was still in a quarterback competition at BYU through the first couple weeks of this season. So he's still, and the competition wasn't necessarily any greater than what Trey Lance was facing at the FCS level. So I think with Zach Wilson, you are betting on the traits. You're betting on the tools that he has in his tool chest for him to turn into one of these top tier players down the road. And I just don't, I'm not there yet. I want the other guys that have, I think a higher ceiling. So Zach Wilson, or let me say this. I think Zach Wilson does have as high a ceiling as Trey Lance and as Justin Fields, but he has a lower floor in my opinion. So Zach Wilson falling down the board here just a little bit at the 108. You want to talk about Zach Wilson really quick and why we both let him slide all the way down here to 108? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. I just think people are, are out over their skis pegging him as the next Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes already because he yeah. is a projection just like all these quarterbacks but even more so than Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and to a certain degree Mac Jones like I think we all know what Mac Jones is and probably what he's going to be uh I, I, Zach Wilson has all the talent he should be a first round pick he's going to be a first round pick in the in the NFL draft he's going to be a first round pick in super flex formats but I just don't think he's such a sure thing as people are are making him out to be um so that that's that's my case against not taking him high in super flex but here at the 109 I'm going to take my Running back two, who had not the best pro day, but listen, when I turn on the tape, I I like what I see out of Javante Williams. Um, So to get a potential, I think he's going to be like an RB2 in fantasy. An RB, not the RB2, but a solid RB2 option. Um, I think that's what you're looking for here. And to get a running back this late, I'm fine with Javante Williams. Yeah, completely. And whatever team does bring him in, whether that is in the back end of the first round or second round or wherever he does go in the NFL draft, they're going to give him every opportunity to succeed. They're going to give him the the workload that is so valuable for fantasy football. And that'll kind of push him over some of these other guys that, you know, are now in committee approaches that, you know, we had high hopes for coming out, but they landed in the wrong spot. You know, a JK Dobbins, like, I can easily see ranking Javante Williams over J.K. Dobbins in 2021 just because of J.K. Dobbins has Gus Edwards. What happens if they add another running back? You know, if Justice Hill becomes involved in this offense, like the workload isn't going to be the same. So Javante Williams, absolutely, whatever team he lands with, I think is going to give him that main and that main workload because there are some spots around the NFL that do need that predominant ball carrier in their backfield. So here at the 110, uh, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go quarterback and I'm going to yeah. take Mac Jones here at the 110. Damn one, it, just Yates. to just to Damn piss it, off Yates. Ray, but yeah. two, because this is the point where I do feel comfortable betting into and buying into the hype and the noise. Now, do I think that he should go in a super flex league above the other four quarterbacks? No, but in this mock draft, he didn't. I'm willing to take that shot here. If I do need a quarterback, And again, quarterbacks are so extremely valuable. If Mac Jones does go in the top 10 of the NFL draft, which all signs are pointing to that happening, he's going to get 
two to three years to prove that he is that starter and that he can handle that, you know, the responsibilities of a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's fine for me. If I'm playing in a two to three year window and I have a valuable asset there at the quarterback position that I can plug in either as a depth piece. Again, I'm at the 110. I probably have a really solid roster here just to bolster that up. So I'm going to go here with Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Again, just mostly just to piss off Ray. <laughs> and you did just that, sir. <laughs> um, and and to be, let me, I think we need to say this very quickly, and I need everybody to listen to this. We, no, regardless of what you think about San Francisco potentially giving up all of those draft assets to trade up for Mac Jones, regardless of how you feel about that, remove that from the equation. He's a top, potentially a top three pick on an offense that's primed to explode. Don't discount what he can be. And let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Mac Jones lacks the upside of all the other four quarterbacks, right? He's not going to run like Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, but he's going to be very, very good for an NFL offense. And if anything, I would say stock up to the pass-catching weapons around Mac Jones because there is no threat of him running. You're not going to have to worry about seeding carries to a rushing Mac Jones. It's just going to be delivery of the football. So, I mean, at the 110 to get a starting quarterback who can go third overall, I think that's a steal regardless of how you feel about it. So, uh, for me here at the 111, I'm going to take another running back, and I'm going to take Travis Etienne. And if we had this conversation two months ago, I would say there's no way I can get Etienne at the 111. But that's the fun part of Superflex because the quarterbacks will go and Kyle Pitts will go. And therefore, Travis Etienne falls to the 111 spot, and I'm happy to take him. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how much Superflex changes things, especially when we have this strong of a quarterback class, right? Like in years past, you might not, like last year, you probably didn't have a top tier talent of the, at the running back position falling all the way down here. Maybe you did because of how deep that class was, but the quarterback class wasn't pushing some of these other guys down the board with five quarterbacks, potentially going off the board in the top 10 picks of the NFL draft. It's going to push some of these guys down the board that if you're sitting there and you're a team that is just ready to compete, you were in the championship last year. That's your pick right at the one eleven or the one twelve, and you get Travis Etienne to fall to you or a Jalen Waddle, who I'm going to take here at the one twelve. That is just tremendous value. That is loading up. That is you are just thanking the fantasy football gods to let <laughs> these guys fall to you here at this point. So Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. You know we I was talking about this on a recent podcast, and I at this point who knows what podcast this was, but I said that. I really, any like speedy wide receiver that comes out just gets this lofty Tyree kill comparison, right? Like it happens almost every single year where we say like, he's got Tyree kill speed and they never do because Tyree kill just moves at a different level, you know, at a different speed than everyone on the football field. If there ever was a player that I'm willing to say, I think that the Tyree kill comparisons are fine and fair. It's Jalen Waddle. And this dude just moved like again with Hill, he just moves different than at a different speed than everyone else on the football field can go up and high point the football too. We've seen Tyreek Hill do that regardless of how small he is, you know, he's able to go up and, and win those 50, 50 balls. Jalen Waddle can do that too. So really, really excited to get Jalen Waddle here at the one twelve. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. I think if, if anybody's going to be the Tyreek Hill, it's probably going to be Jalen Waddle. I think he's the closest to it. So I, I love the pick and to get him at one twelve is a steal. Let me recap the first round here before we get into the second round. Justin Fields went at the 101, Trevor Lawrence at the 102, Najee Harris at the 103, running back out of Alabama, 
Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State at the 104. Kyle Pitts, tight end of Florida at the 105. Jamar Chase, uh, wide receiver out of LSU at the 106. Devontae Smith at the seven spot, wide receiver out of Alabama. Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU at the 108. Javante Williams, the running back out of North Carolina at the 109. Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama at the 110. And then Travis Etienne at the 111, Jalen Waddell at the 112, running back out of Clemson, wide receiver out of Alabama, respectively. Let's kick off this second round of this rookie mock draft, which we have not done up to this point of yeah. the podcast of the offseason. We have not gone into the second round. So there are some really, really talented players still here on the board, which is crazy. Again, speaks to just the overall dynamic of Superflex. So you're going to if you're sitting there with a high second round pick, you're going to be getting <laughs> some talented, talented players. Let's yeah. kick this off here. You are up at the 201. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, the not just the, he's not a size freak, but he's an athletic freak. And I'm going to take the upside of Rondell Moore uh, just, you know, to get him at the 201 spot. I, I just think you're, it's pure upside with Rondell Moore. And if he lands on an offense that is creative and can get him touches, he's going to be a monster in fantasy football. Rondell at the 201. Yeah, only 5'7". Uh, I think he checked in at 180, uh, either yep. that or 175. I can't remember which one it was. 180. I think it was 180. Okay, perfect. So that you were very adamant about that. Uh, and then runs a, <laughs> runs a 429 40-yard dash, jumps out of the freaking gym. Incredible three-cone drill time off the top of my head. Or I can't remember off the top of my head, but just incredible three-cone drill time as well. This dude has just got everything that you want from an athletic perspective, except the height. And quite frankly, I don't care about that. You know, if he's going to be able to get the ball in space and create after it, man, this is just a guy that I want in fantasy. So yeah, to get him here at the 201, I think is a steal. I will go with another player who I think is getting, I'm stealing. And that's Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. Bateman here at the 202 is just a, such a smooth route runner, can go up and high point the football, can just win in a variety of ways. There are some people that are just down on Bateman across in like NFL draft circles. And I don't understand it. I've got this yeah. guy as a top 15 player in on my big board, regardless, like overall, right? Like just not in fantasy, like overall, including offensive tackles, edge players, defensive linemen, like Bateman is good. And he doesn't have that one elite trait. We've talked about this. He doesn't have that one elite trait that we can hang our hat on, but yet just solid all around the board. I think that he's going to go in the first round. I think he a really interesting spot that I think he could end up in is Tennessee. They're the number 22 overall pick. Fill that vacated Corey Davis role. He just he just slides right in there. And if that's the case, then I don't think that he he's I don't think he's making it out of the first round. But right now he does. Goes at the 202. Let's go with the 203. Where are you going? Going Kenneth Gainwell. Dipping back into the running back pool and then getting a player that I love. My RB4 in the class. Uh, pass catching weapon should be a PPR monster. Checking in bigger than we thought at 5'11", 201, 40 yard dash time of a 442. Kenny Gainwell, best catch pass catching back in this class, and I think he's going to get day two draft capital and therefore see some opportunities. So right here at the 203 to get a, a potential another starting running back because it gets gross real fast. Uh, let me take the yep. last of the best, in my opinion, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, this is good value for Gainwell to go off the board. Uh, I will go with a wide receiver here again at the 204. I'm going to go with my guy, and I'm just sticking true to my rankings. That's Dwayne Eskridge. We've talked about him on this podcast before where – there are people that are split on him. There are some people that see it like myself. There are some people that are just kind of out on him and don't have him high in their rankings. And I really don't quite frankly understand it. So uh, with Dwayne Eskridge, I'm really, really excited to see where he ends up in the NFL draft and how high he goes. Cause I think he's going to go a lot higher than 
a lot mm -hmm. of people are talking about right now. So Eskridge here at the 204, I still think that the you know public perception on him, despite my best efforts <laughs> to bring him <laughs> up in ADP, it's not working. I still think that he is kind of down there. Not many people are talking about him. And I think that you could wait a little bit, but again, I want to play this out and I want to say like, get Eskridge higher in your rookie drafts because I think he's going to go early in the NFL draft. So Eskridge here at the 204 wide receiver out of Western Michigan. I honestly don't hate it. Don't hate it at all, man. Right here at the 205 spot, I'm going to stick to my board and I'm going to take Terrace Marshall, the big wide receiver out of LSU. I uh, had him another uh, a 4-3 day today at LSU's Pro Day, but he's a lot bigger. He's he's a taller, bigger wide receiver. I think he propelled himself into the first round. Uh, so right here at the 205, a potential you know wide receiver two for an NFL team, Terrace Marshall, I will take the upside. Yeah, the, there's a low floor with Marshall, in my opinion, but the upside is just tremendous. If he can turn into what I think he can be, then yeah, absolutely. Getting him here in the middle of the second round is a steal for you. So I will go with a running back here, kind of one of these last guys that I want to kind of just hang my hat on. Outside of this, it's really moving into a territory where there are a lot of unknowns. We just finished talking about them, but I'm going to go with Michael Carter, running back out of North Carolina here at the 206. Javante Williams' teammate. Carter didn't run as well at his pro day as I thought he was going to, but that you know, his his game is more predicated upon bursts and acceleration than it is true long speed. So with Carter here, it's a little bit of a mismatch as far as, you know, how does his skill set in the athletic testing translate to the role that he's going to be asked to fill in the NFL? I think that I don't think it's going to matter. I think that once you get him on the football field, he's going to make an impact. So Michael Carter at the 206, you're up here at the 207. We are flying. Man, I'm kind of glad you took Carter because you left my boy. My boy, Amon Ross St. Brown for no, me right here. No, Yes. I thought yes. you were going to go Elijah Moore. Oh, Amon Ra, man. I'm sticking to the old GQ Dang board. Amon Ra St. Brown. I'm taking him. Wide receiver out of USC. He's not He's not unathletic. Don't get it twisted. But he's not some freak 4-3. Four, like, his 4-5 time was exactly what I expected, and that's exactly yep. what, what he needed to run. His game is predicated on being a technician. He is a fantastic separator, route runner. He's physical. Uh, I, I just love his game. I think he's going to be a starting wide receiver for a very long time in the NFL. Be honest. You you don't have Amon Ross St. Brown anywhere near your top 24 players. You just did this just to get back <laughs> at me from Mac Jones. Just be honest. Uh, what goes around comes around, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. No, I legitimately, as you were talking through your Terrace Marshall selection, I was like, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm on Ross St. I'm on Ross St. Brown. I definitely want to take him here. Uh, but you know what? I think Elijah Moore's on the board. I think Ray's going to go there. I can wait a little bit, get Amon Ross. Nope. Yeah. You, <laughs> uh, it was crazy. I talked about this on Twitter. Amon Ross St. Brown, I, watching his tape, I compared him to Robert Woods and mm -hmm. it was so funny. They checked in within like a inch and a pound of each other from what Robert Woods is, uh, combine data. And then former USC wide receiver as well, Robert Woods, they both ran identical four, five, one 40 yard dashes. And, but the only difference was that Amon Ross St. Brown had a tremendously better three cone time than yeah. Robert Woods coming out. Love so I'm, it. A, I'm a big fan of St. Brown, uh, obviously. So I will go here at the 208 and I will take uh, a little bit of a, a mystery player, right? But we got the pro day data on him. That's Tamori and Terry. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take Terry here at the 208. Now, I have no idea. Legitimately, I have no idea where he is going to go in the NFL draft. 
just no clue. I don't know how NFL teams are going to view him and what happened at Florida State, but yet checked in at 6-2-207 off the top of my head. Yep. Ran a 4-4-4 40-yard dash or in the 4-4s, like just put together a really solid performance. It ran a 7-flat 3-cone. So I think that he's got the athleticism that backed it up on tape. He received a really high grade for me from a film perspective. Now it's all just kind of come down to the the draft capital is going to play a huge role in where he goes in rookie drafts. So I'm going to bet on the talent here and go with uh, Terry there at the 208 because the upside, just like Terrace Marshall, is tremendous. I like it a lot, actually. I mean, you're 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 banking on upside, and if if Terry goes day two, I think he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of a, a good chance, and he's got that size, right? Unlike the guy that I'm gonna pick, where he's going to operate exclusively in the slot. Uh, Elijah Moore, and I do think, you know, he could be a fantastic PPR weapon, or he could be one of those players that's just a very good NFL player that just never sees the volume to make a difference in fantasy. But I'm going to bet on the fact that and he's going to land on a team that utilizes his short area agility, get him the ball. I didn't see as fast and as good as he tested. I didn't really see that on tape consistently. Yeah, same here. Same here. Um, but I'm, I'm just hoping he can play that slot roll and command a lot of targets. So I'll go with Elijah Moore here. Yeah, fantastic hands. I didn't see the athleticism there on tape. Uh, I went back and watched it. I, you know, I talked about it on Twitter where I said, like, I didn't see this, this athleticism on tape, but I was going to go back, go back with fresh eyes and still didn't see it. Now, I, you know, I think that his hands are one of the best in the class, if not the best. And I think that he can fill a valuable role for an NFL team. Apparently NFL franchises are in love with this guy and the testing is not going to hurt that. I think he can easily go off the board in the first round or second round of the NFL draft. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm up here at the 210 and I'm going to take a wide receiver here who is also coming off a just fantastic pro day. I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but he just jumped out of the gym, ran a 441 off the top of my head. That's Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Tony is a really, really talented player who I think is going to be cast into a weird kind of like a lot of people just don't want to deal with him. They don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. And I think that's fair, but yet really, really talented and has the potential to turn into a fantastic slot receiver, someone that you can use in if you can't get your hands on a Jalen Waddle or you don't have Tyree Kill in your offense, but you want that role. He's not going to do it to any sort of the level. But yet, a Kadarius Tony can fill that type of role for an NFL team. So Tony here at the two ten, you get him the ball in space, you let him create, you can utilize his athleticism, which we just saw at his pro day. So let's wrap this up here, Ray. At the two eleven, where are you going? Yeah, this player tests tomorrow. Well, today you guys will be listening to it. It'll be today for you. But I'm banking, I'm calling my shot that Jamar Jefferson has a fantastic pro day and propels himself to potentially be a day two pick in the NFL draft. And if that happens, I think he's going to see an opportunity to play. So here at the 211, almost the end, I'll take another potential starting running back in Jamar Jefferson. All right. I'm going to finish this out here at the 212. I didn't get my hands on Kyle Pitts there at the 105, but you know what? That's fine because I will take the, well, it's not fine. I want Kyle Pitts, but yeah, <laughs> I will take the I will take the value here of Pat Fryermuth tight end out of Penn state at the two. Insane value, insane, insane value. value for a player who has the potential to just be one of those next top tier tight ends, you know, like he can just be peppered with targets. So I think that, you know, for Pitts to come in, you said you have met tight end four in dynasty rankings right away. Like, 
Fryermuth for me is probably going to end up at like tight end 14 right out of the gate. You know, like there's a bunch of guys in that range where I would probably rather have this talented player coming out of Penn State. Really, really big fan of his game. If we didn't have a Pitts in this class, we'd be talking about Fryermuth as the consensus tight end one. He's that good. And I think that he absolutely could go in the round in the first round of the NFL draft. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, any thoughts that are on Fryermuth before I recap the, uh, I the just, second round? I, 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 listen. Kyle Pitts is on another planet, but Pat Fryermuth is in like the atmosphere. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's, he's incredible. I think he would have been the best tight end last year by a mile. So yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. to get a player like this at 212, he is going to be a starting tight end in the NFL and he is going to be a top 10 tight end sooner rather than later and probably higher than that. Absolutely. All right. Let me run through the second round there. That was Rondale Moore at the 201 wide receiver out of Purdue. Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota went at the 202 Kenneth Gainwell, running back out of Memphis at the 203. Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver out of Western Michigan at the 204. Terrace Marshall Jr., the wide receiver out of LSU. Michael Carter, running back out of North Carolina at the 206. Amon Ra St. Brown, for, 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 thanks for, for uh, wide receiver out of <laughs> USC at the 207. Tamorian Terry, wide receiver Florida State there at the 208. 209 was Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Kadarius Toney went off the board at the 210, wide receiver out of Florida. And then Jamar Jefferson, running back out of Oregon State, excuse me, and Pat Fryermuth, tight end out of Penn State, finish out this draft. A couple of names that were left at the uh, at the you know top of ADP. Uh, Tylen Wallace, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State, did not go. Deami Brown, wide receiver out of North Carolina, who just had a solid pro day himself, also did not make the cut. Uh, Trey Sermon, Kylan Hill, Ramondre Stevenson, Daz Newsome, Javian Hawkins, Brevin Jordan. These are some other guys that didn't go here in the top two rounds, which again, just speaks to if you can get a Deami Brown, a Tylan Wallace in the third round <sighs> of a Superflex league, again, incredible value, really, really Crazy. deep class this year. Really excited. And again, we're like, we didn't even talk about Jalen Darden and some of these other guys that you're going to get with a late third round pick. And if that's the case, I'm jumping up and down with yeah. joy. So, all right, Ray, solid, solid draft here. Uh, really appreciate you taking some time to do this with me, man. Two rounds. I think this is uh, this is going to be good. We're going to move our way through the pre-draft process through April, going through you know, our final evaluations on the wide receivers and then the quarterback and the tight end. And we'll be sprinkling in some of these rookie mock drafts as we get closer and closer. And then our goal is, the night be or the the episode before the NFL draft is to do a full four round rookie mock draft for you guys. Just I'm just putting this out there. I'm giving you guys the the, <laughs> uh, the insider the insider look here for what that episode is going to look like. So that way you guys have an idea of what to expect going into the NFL draft. And then we'll double back right after the NFL draft. We'll do our recaps and we'll do a whole other rookie mock draft four rounds for you. And then it will be so completely different and we'll talk through it all. We'll be here to guide you through it. Ray, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man, just we're almost there. It's almost draft time. We're almost there. Hang in there. It's almost there, but yet we've still got a long way to go. Yeah, we do. Uh, based on some of the takes that I've seen on Twitter uh, in the past uh, 24 hours, I would prefer that the NFL draft oh, be here tomorrow boy. night. But uh, yeah. you know what? We'll we'll make it through. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much to Reality Sports Online for sponsoring today's show. Uh, head over to Reality Sports Online to learn more about what they've got going on. And of course, just an amazing, amazing tool and platform that they've got. For Ray Garvin, I'm Kyle Yates, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.